And without further ado, let's go to the phones and let's go talk a little fishing with our friend Johnny Candle. Good morning, John. Good morning. Hey, Devil's Lake or Red Lake? Where are you at? Devil's Lake, North, North Dakota. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't. It's like, um, you know, I got to start taking some mushroom pills or something. I, My memory, man, I'm telling you. So how, how's the fishing been? Good? It's just getting fired up for the year. You know, uh, we're only about 60 miles south of the Canadian border, and you can probably figure that out by my accent. It, it uh, sounds like I'm from north of that border some days. But uh, spring just got here or transitioning from spring to summer now, however you want to say it. Uh, we had snow only three weeks ago, so things were a little slow this spring getting started, but uh, the fishing's getting better and better every day. We're seeing better catches of walleye, uh, but uh, the northern pike action has been really good. We've got some nice white bats, bass in the lake. They're biting very well right now also, so uh, there's no shortage of rod bending going on in the lake right now. There you go. Now, Devil's Lake is not a, it's it's kind of a shallow lake, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, I think the deepest spot in the lake is about 50 feet right now. And, you know, you look at a body of water that's almost 200,000 acres of surface area, uh, only have one or two small areas of 50 feet of water. That's relatively shallow. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, so you're so you're guiding full-time now, huh? Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I tournament fish as well, but with the state of affairs we have going on in the country, uh, with the COVID right now, the tournaments are kind of on hold. So, uh, traveling the country, doing the tournament thing, uh, hasn't happened yet this year. So more days at home on the water guiding and that's not so bad. It's, it's kind of nice to sleep in my own bed for a <laughs> month or two straight. I've, I don't know if I've ever done that before in my career. Now, how booked up are you? Uh, not, not a hundred percent full, but there's not a lot of days left. Uh, I've got a handful of dates spattered across the summer. Uh, for the month of June, uh, it's jam-packed, but July and August, there's a few openings, and the fall, people haven't really planned that far out yet this year, and I get that, right? Things are things are a little bit different in our lives now, and, and it's kind of hard to plan four or five months in advance, but I've got quite a few openings, September, October time frame, and quite honestly, that's one of my favorite times of the year to be on the water because everybody else is hunting, so well, yeah, you have the lake all to yourself. Yeah, I always <laughs> tell everybody some of the best fishing in the world is in the fall because there's nobody on the lake. Correct. You know, so Correct. That, that's kind of nice. So, you know, uh, I got to, you know, you and I, it's been a while since we had you on the show. That's my fault. Sorry. Uh, okay. It's all right. Um, walleye drive me nuts. It's my absolute favorite eating fish. I love walleye, I, but they are the the most finicky little, little, I, I, I can't say what I want to say on the air. They just <laughs> drive me nuts because half the time, you know, I'm sitting there with a jig and a leech or a jig and tipped with a minnow and, uh, I, or I'm on the bottom, you know, and I'm sitting there and, and you, you're feeling bottom cause I switched to braid. Oh, Josh, John, uh, two years ago, Shaw, Shaw and Denny Brower talked me into going to braid and then using a fluorocarbon leader. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I switched over to that and I can feel, I can feel everything way better since I've done that. That braid's got so much more sensitivity to it. Absolutely. You know, so I love that, but I'm sitting there and I'm feeling the bottom and stuff. And then, and then it's like, well, you'll, you'll check your, your jig and stuff. Your minnow's gone or your leech is gone. And it wasn't the bottom you were feeling. It's that little peck, peck, peck from them walleyes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, being a fishing guide, uh, you're constantly hearing guys say to each other, was that a bite? And I look at them and kind of say, how am I supposed to know you're holding the fishing rod? Right? I can't tell you if there's a bite or not, but, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Walleye are, uh, 
phenomenal table fare, right? I mean, the good old Canadian shore lunch, mm. uh, put them in the, a, mm. a box of batter and some, some hot oil and you can't lose. I mean, it, I don't know if you can screw a walleye up when you cook it. They're that good, No, but they are challenging to catch. And not just because of what you said, not because of the way they bite so subtly or, or do they want a minnow or do they want a leech or are they going to hit a jig and soft plastic today? Am I going to catch them on a crankbait? But where they live, you look at the bodies of water that walleye live in, and not that other fish aren't diverse as well, but you got the Great Lakes where they live 20 feet off the bottom and roam around almost like a school of tuna looking for bait fish. Then you come out here to the prairie states uh, where you've got these big pothole-type lakes that are nothing but dishpan bowls uh, in the middle of nowhere with very, very little structure. Then you go to the Missouri River reservoirs where you've got all the big impoundments and dams where they live. Then you can start heading south. Uh, I've caught walleyes as far south as uh, Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky. Uh, so they, they don't live into the deep south, but the mid-south for sure. And those reservoirs are canyon walls straight up and down. Uh, the, a point might only be 30 yards long instead of 300 yards long. Uh, and then you can go all the way out to the West Coast, the Columbia River, in the Pacific Northwest, chock full of walleyes. They, they live everywhere. They'll live in weeds. They'll live on rocks. They'll live on mud. Uh, and again, not to sell other fish short, but I read a lot of articles about all the other species of fish, and I wish I could go fishing with a green pumpkin jig and call it good. Yeah. Uh, and we can't. Uh, you've got to have jigs and crankbaits and spinner rigs and live bait setups and bobber fishing setups. Oh, it's just amazing. It, it goes on and on and on. And I think that's what draws me personally to walleye fishing is it's never the same two days in a row. Yeah, I, I tell you, some of the best walleye fishing I've ever had was up in Lake of the Woods, uh, up around Oak Island and uh, over, um, is it Black Island or in Oak Island? Yep. I, we, we, yep, we, we were drift fishing. Uh, we we went up there and I I uh, I caught a twenty nine, a thirty, and a thirty one. And I put them all back, John, because those are, you know, those are females. Right. That, you know, I want giant the, fish. Yeah, yep. yeah. But I, you know, I'll be honest with you, the 30 inch and the 31, I didn't even feel it hit. You know, it was just like there was nothing on my rod. Well, and, and you know, that's a great point because uh, I'm getting ready. Well, as soon as we're off the phone, I will be in the truck on the way to the boat ramp to run a guide trip. And we will be jig fishing today. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I tell my clients. Um, I kind of hope that for the first five or 10 minutes, we actually don't get any bites because I want them to feel the weight of the jig on the end of the line. And we're only using quarter ounce or eighth ounce jigs. So you don't feel a lot, but when you feel the jig disappear, that is when you set the hook. And a lot of times it's really hard to explain setting the hook when you feel nothing. Yeah. And that's what you're going to feel. It literally feels like someone took a pair of scissors and cut the jig off the end of your line. That's all you feel, and that is a walleye bite. And like you said, could be the fish of a lifetime, uh, and the hits like that. It's it's amazing. They're not the most aggressive fish all the time. Uh, no, they're sucking that jig in. That's what that's what they're doing for folks that exactly. don't know. They're they're you know it's not like a bass where they'll rip it out of your hand. I've had I've had friends of mine say, "Oh, these walleye man, they were ripping the rot," and it's like, where are those fish at? I want to. <laughs> I would love to feel that one time. Well, on occasion, it happens. Uh, it does. Uh, today, again, on my guide trip, we're going to be fishing relatively shallow water. Mm -hmm. uh, probably have the boat in six or eight feet casting towards shoreline structure. And 
boy, if we find the right school of fish that are actively feeding and they're going nuts, they do hit like that. They hit like a ton of bricks, but it's maybe one out of 10 days okay. that you find those fish that are feeding that aggressively. The rest of the time, it's that, you know, it's that good old walleye fishing where, uh, you know, maybe you're dragging a Lindy rig with a, a plain hook and a minnow or a leech and dragging it along the bottom and you don't know if you got a bite or your sinker got stuck in the mud or something in between because it just gets a little heavy or it feels kind of mushy and yeah you you don't know uh and it's terrible to say that a 25 year walleye tournament veteran i've been fishing walleye since i could walk and i still guess some days was that a bite i'm not real sure well (laughs) well if you get if you still got a guess there's no hope for me man i'm telling you right now my my favorite way uh where there where i can feel the fish the best honestly is back trolling shad wraps or rapalus i yep my you know my father-in-law got me hooked on that and uh i i actually sold my boat last year so i don't have my boat anymore but when i had my lun I, I'd go out there by myself with a when I had a, a tiller moat, a tiller, a forty horse ba- a tiller, and I had those wa- uh, wave whackers on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And man, I tell you what, I could back troll and just you know just hold that rod and you know it, I could feel the bite then, and uh, that would you know you cover a lot of water too. But I I th- I still there's still something magical about that jig fishing. I I just <laughs> I still think that's my favorite. Oh yeah, it's it's hard to beat that once you. Once you get it dialed in and you feel a bite, of, you, you know, you understand what the bite feels like for the day you're out there, uh, keeping that jig in contact with the bottom, it's it's a lot of concentration. You're focused. Uh, I, I kind of make an analogy that I feel more like a German short hair pointer looking for a pheasant than I do a guy trying to catch a walleye because you're just dialed in, right? Laser focused on that rod tip. You got your finger probably on the line so you can feel even a little bit better and and then you need that lightning quick reflex because you want to get the hook set before the fish spits your jig out. But it can be a, a lot of intensity, but it's a lot of fun. And like you said, very rewarding at the end of the day, not just for taking pictures and sharing memories, but you take a bunch of walleye fillets home and, no. and you're going to have a meal that, that rivals anything out there. You give me a cooler full of walleye and sauger, I'm a happy man. There you go. You know, I, and I'm telling you, hey, uh, you know, one of the things that when I was trying to learn when I had my boat, I was, I mean, I was, I'd be, my wife would come out and she goes, she'd be looking for me and I'd be in the garage just sitting in my boat, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting there either trying to learn or study the electronics and, and, or I'd be looking at different things on, on YouTube as far as walleye presentations and stuff. And I learned everything I could about Lindy rigs and crawler harnesses and bottom bouncers and Man, there's just and uh, even the even that Linder deal, that little uh, that that weight that you tie to to to, uh, yep. to, to set your bobber uh, the bobber length, mm-hmm. so you know where your bottom. I mean, I I was Johnny, I was doing everything I could to try to catch them little things. It's amazing how many different uh, techniques there are, and that's just that's just some of them. I mean, there's even more than that. Oh yeah, it's it's maddening, and and like I said, a lot of that goes to the diversity of the fish and and how widespread they live. Um, just today going out guiding i'm prepared to fish six different techniques today uh on my home lake you'd like to think a guy that lived here would have it dialed in a little bit better than that and i actually feel pretty confident that i've got it dialed in with six different rod and reel setups for each one of my guide clients so uh yeah it's amazing how diverse they are and and again i think that's what makes them fun to catch uh, although every fish I've ever caught has been fun to catch. I'm not, right. not going to go there. That's, yeah. The ones I'm you not catch, trying to say the other fish aren't enjoyable. Yeah. Well, let's just say it like this. The ones that you actually catch are enjoyable. 
Correct. The ones that won't bite are the ones that get you muttering under your breath. Yeah, they're not so much fun. Yeah, they're not. not so they're much fun. they're just not part of the they're just not part of the group. That's all I Correct. got. That's all I got to say. Hey, we're visiting with uh, walleye fishing pro and guide Johnny Candle. Johnny, hang on. I got to hit a real quick break, and when we come back, we'll pick up this conversation on thirteen fifty ESPN. It's Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. My guest is walleye guide and fishing pro Johnny Candle, and he's up there at Devil's Lake in North Dakota. We're talking a little walleye this morning. So, John, uh, real quickly, uh, we got about uh, five minutes left here in this segment. When when you're out there, if you know doing your thing, what do you look for for walleye? I mean, what, what do you? Were you looking on your electronics? Do you look at the? Do you just look at the lake, or what do you? What are you trying to find for walleye? The answer to that is yes. <laughs> uh, you know, elect, marine electronics have come so far, Dan. It's it's absolutely unbelievable. I'm a a hummingbird guy have been for quite a while now, and uh, it's amazing what we can see uh, with side imaging, down imaging, traditional 2D sonar. I have a product on my boat that they call 360 imaging, where it literally looks like the radar screen and the air traffic control tower. I can see everything around my boat. So I do spend a lot more time now looking at electronics than I ever did because no matter how shallow the water is, they can't hide from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see a walleye easily 75, 80 feet to either side of my boat. Now, granted, you don't always know what those fish are when they show up on your electronics, so you have to rely on years of experience and you're scanning areas where you would expect to see walleye anyways. This time of the year, though, early spring or, or early summer, I'm still looking for the warmest water in the lake, and I'm also looking for the white right water color uh springtime a lot of lakes are relatively clear there's been no algae blooms Uh, we haven't had a whole lot of wind to stir any sediment up it's really hard to catch any kind of fish when you can see the bottom of the lake in six or eight feet Mm -hmm. Uh, so i'm spending a lot of time right now driving around checking areas looking at the water temperature i want to see water up there in that 60 62 64 degree range and when I look over the side of the boat and drop a jig down, I want it to disappear about two feet under the water. Once I find the right water, then I'm going to try to, try to find the fish. Uh, but it's really no use spending hours and hours and hours fishing in water uh, where the fish aren't going to be cooperative. Uh, there's a lot of days I can find them, uh, but when I can see them from 30 feet away, they can probably see me from 60 or 80 feet away, and that makes them really tough to catch. Yeah, so staying water is always a good thing then, huh? Yeah, it is for the walleye fishing. Uh, obviously, you don't want it so dirty that, that they can't see anything. Uh, so you got to find that nice in-between mix. And you'll hear that from walleye anglers all across the country, uh, whether it's the Great Lakes uh, trolling for walleye or, or all the way out west uh, doing the jig thing or casting or whatever you might be up to. Uh, you want to find that right water color. And then I tend to try to find fish that are a little bit shallower than the average guy does. Uh, fish, walleye in particular, are not a fish that really enjoys shallow water. They only go there to eat. And I compare that to fishing for a person. Uh, is it easier to catch a person standing in line at a fast food restaurant 
Or is it easier to catch a person that's uh, sitting in their car in the parking lot not even thinking about food? Uh, the, the person that's in line at a McDonald's, if I walk up and say, hey, what were you thinking about for lunch? And he says a Big Mac. If I offer him a quarter pounder for half price, he's probably going to take it. Hey, uh, I, a, wall, I, hey. a walleye is about the same way. When they're up shallow looking for food, they might have something in mind that they want to eat. But if they see an easy, opportunistic meal, even if it's not the perfect presentation, they're still probably going to eat it. So they're a lot easier to catch uh, when you can find them searching for food. So you're telling me if I go out there with a Chick-fil-A bacon and egg cheese biscuit, <laughs> I'm going to catch my limit of walleye. That's what you're you could. Tell you could. Okay, Very Johnny. possibly. All right. Very possibly. All right. That's what I was looking for right there. <laughs> so, hey, uh, when, you, when you're fishing stained water, what about lure colors? What's the... what's What's some of the better colors to try when it's that dark? Well, if uh, if I had one color to pick the rest of my life, it would probably be white. Uh, and the one that would be 1A or 1B on the list for that, ra- rather, would be Fire Tiger. Fire Tiger, uh, okay. If, if I had those two colors the rest of my life, I don't know if I would need any other color. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, again, the, that's, think, the, green, that's the green, black uh, yeah, with chartreuse and a little bit of orange. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, those two colors are going to fit the bill probably 90% of the time. Now, granted, there's a plethora of other co- Wow, that's a big word for a fishing guide. Right oh, no, there, that's a said. great word, a plethora. <laughs> yeah, plethora of other yeah. colors out there. Yeah. And we all have tackle boxes just full of other colors. Don't get me wrong, but day in and day out, those two colors get the job done. Uh, probably 90% of the time. All right. There you go. So, Johnny, if someone wants to book with you, uh, what what is what's, what are they looking for as far as a budget for a trip? Now, now, well, if, now but folks, before he says this, you got to understand, he is a professional walleye tournament fishing person. He's a he's a pro. So, you know, you're going to get the chance to go fish with a pro here. That's that's something that you don't normally get to do. That's like going to that's like going hunting with uh Larry McCoy or, you know, Donovan Hewell or something like that. So just keep that in mind. Go ahead, John. Yeah. So I charge $225 per person per day of fishing, Yeah. Uh, but I've got some package deals. I'm a volume kind of guy, right? So if you come for multiple days, uh, the pricing gets a little bit better for the second and third day. If you want to come for a, a, you know, a nice three day trip. I also have some packages that include lodging. I've got a few uh, park model homes that I, I use to house clients when they come in from long distances. So I can make a very, very attractive vacation. Now, plenty of hotels and motels and, and resorts around Devil's Lake as well. If you're interested in that kind of thing, I can I can help folks get hooked up. But that includes everything you're going to need for the day except your lunch and drink. I provide all the bait, all the rods, all the reels, Wait all the tackle. Wait a minute. You, you, don't, you don't provide the spam? <laughs> I can bring a can of spam if, if it's a special request. <laughs> hey, but yeah, and, and you, uh, hey, just hey. so people know. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, don't laugh. I've actually caught a walleye on spam. Oh, I've seen just about every fish <laughs> that swims eat a piece of spam before. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, the one other thing I would pride myself in with my guide service is I, I give everyone in my boat the same rods and reels that I fish tournaments with. Wow. I do not have a set of guide equipment and a set of here's Johnny's rods and reels. When we're out fishing, uh, I let the guide clients pick up the rod and reel they want to try first. And I pick up what's left over because they're all the same. Uh, if, if it's uh, a ultra sensitive live bait rigging bite, 
you're going to fish with a rod and reel combo that's worth upwards of about 800 bucks if you're in my boat. I, I put the best equipment made in the hands of my clients all the time because it makes for a better experience. They're going to feel things better. They're going to enjoy the fight of the fish uh, better. They're going to they're going to be able to present the bait properly because they have the right equipment. Uh, I've seen a lot of guides over the years that shortchange their clients by handing them an ugly stick with a $25 reel out of a bargain bin, and uh, and then the clients go home wondering why they couldn't feel what's going on, and I don't think that's fair. I want to know what you charge to not only take out guide, but also uh, hook the fish and then hand the rod to you. <laughs> that's what I want to know, what that service costs. I try not to do that. I will uh, <laughs> I will find a way. I promise you, if you come fish with me, I will find a way yeah. that you can catch the fish on your own. Okay. Uh, there's so many different techniques, so many different things we can do. If you don't cast well, then we won't cast, right? If you can't feel a jig bite very well, then we won't jig. We'll find a way to get the fish to bite so everybody can catch them themselves yeah folks i was just teasing so <laughs> you know i like you know i'm just telling you right now now you don't mind if people mutter or talk to themselves after they miss like the 20th fifth you know it's kind you, of expected actually uh, okay all right yeah because <laughs> I, I guarantee you if i get to come out there and fish with you you're gonna you're gonna hear me talking to myself at least four or five times so it's like it's crazy so all right now now um how can they find you i know you're on facebook I am. Yes. Uh, Johnny Candle Professional Angler. That's my Facebook, my Facebook page. You can follow along with all my escapades. Uh, I do some uh, Facebook live events, some online seminars from time to time, all that kind of good stuff. You'll see daily fishing reports from wherever I'm at. So uh, if I'm on the road tournament fishing, I keep folks updated about that. And if I'm here on Devil's Lake, I'll let you know how the fishing is daily here on Devil's Lake as well. So uh, again, on Facebook, uh, Johnny Candle Professional Angler. I've got an Instagram page, Johnny.Candle, uh, so you can follow along there as well. Or my website, JohnnyCandle.com. Oh, that's uh, easy. Real easy to find. So No TikTok? No TikTok, not yet. I, I don't. I get confused, <laughs> and I don't do that swipe left or right thing either. Whatever that one's called, I you know, can't keep up with that. Yeah, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I I actually shut my TV show down uh, last December. We were we made it seventeen years. I figured that was enough to do your own TV show. So I I moved over with the guys from Respect the Game TV on the Sportsman's Channel. So, mm-hmm. so they're teaching me all about these algorithms and all this other stuff, John. And it's just like I'm fifty six years old. It's like what are you talking about? And, you know, and then, and I, I go, listen, all right, I can do Instagram and I've, I've had a Facebook page. I'll do that, but don't talk to me about all this other TikTok stuff and everything else. Cause it ain't happening. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. It, it's just kind of crazy. So, well, listen, I, I, I know you're super busy and, but we got, uh, I'm going to try and get you back on, uh, before the end of the summer. Okay. Can we do that? Sounds great. All right, and uh, now what? Hey, go to Lake in Iowa. I mean, when you were fi- when you're fishing the circuits or the tournaments, what's the what's your favorite lake in Iowa to fish? I love when I can get down to the Iowa Great Lakes, whether it's Spirit Lake or Okaboji East or West, either one. Uh, and it's not always walleye I chase when I get down there, although they do have incredible walleye fishing in all of those lakes. But man, what a what a neat place! Uh, I try to get there before. Memorial Day or after Labor Day, obviously it's a very, very popular tourist area and, and the boat traffic gets unreal in the middle of the summer. But man, those are 
they're not very big, which is, which is really cool coming from a lake that's almost 200,000 acres to be able to fish nearly every inch of a lake in a day, uh, and still catch walleyes up to seven or eight pounds and smallmouth over 20 inches and some gigantic crappies and bluegills and all that kind of stuff. I, I truly enjoy those, uh, great lakes region of Iowa. That's a, that's a fun place. All right, buddy. Hey, now, uh, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and take those last two days in June. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, if folks, if, the, if anybody wants to go to, uh, devil's Lake and go fishing with me, uh, you can ride with me. Um, I'm thinking about going up there and hiring Johnny and maybe he can teach even me how to, you know, I, they just, they're my nemesis, man, uh, to catch a little walleye. So you can go to outdoorsdan.com. You can hit me on Facebook or, um, we're doing the show live on, on, uh, Facebook live right now. Just let me know if you want to go. And, uh, John, how many people can you hold on that? I can fit three. Okay. So if I can get two other people that want to go, you can, well, you can go with me, but, uh, Johnny, I'll get back with you here in a couple, in a day or two. Is that okay? Sounds great, buddy. I look forward to it. All right. One more time. Johnnycandle.com on, on the, on the internet. That's your website. Tell them on Facebook. Uh, Johnny Candle, professional angler. Okay. Hey, we'll talk to you soon, man. And good luck fishing today. Stay safe. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for the time, John. Yep. There he goes. Johnny Candle. Seems like a fun guy. You know, you know what I like about him? You know what I like about Johnny Candle? What do you like about it? He always lightens things up. <laughs> <laughs>